welcome to Swapping Joysticks. It is the 5th of April, 2023, and I'm your host, Ben Ostwick, otherwise known as Biggest Benus, and I am joined, as always, by him indoors, Ed Nightingale. Hello. Uh, we've got a new um, mixer. I'm not sure how clear and how great the sound quality is going to be, but hopefully people can listen to this on the podcast and go, oh, wow, that's fantastic. It sounds beautiful. Or they can be like, oh, well, we'll, you know, tolerate it for a short while. <laughs> tolerate you for a short while. Oh, uh, yeah. So how are you doing? What have you been, uh, what have you been up to, Ed? Because this, by the way, is a special. Uh, it's going to be a WASD special, which we'll explain in a second. Uh, it's going to be probably shorter than usual because we are joined. As always, yeah, I'm going to put the microphone a bit closer to you because Ed is unfortunately Thanks. sick. He has gamer flu. I have con flu because we went to Waz and now I feel a bit crap. Um, so yeah, I've had a couple of days on the sofa to uh, drink lots of Lemsip in an espresso cup. Lemsip? Lemsip? Lemsip is great. It's like my favourite part of oh, being... See, I don't particularly like it. Oh, I love it. It's like sherbet lemons. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love Lemsip is like the best bit about being ill. Like the best thing about having a cold is being is having a nice warm Lemsip. It's not Calpol though, is it? That's the best. When you were like four and you'd get purple Calpol. Oh yeah, that my brother's so my brother's best friend, who was the son of the head teacher at the primary school, he loved Calpol so much when he was quite young, he found it and drank uh like half a bottle of it and then had to get rushed to he got rushed to A&E, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, I think it was, like, on the side. Like, it's not, there's, like, it's really hard to get the lid off. Um, it must have been just left on the side. Well, it should be. It's for, you know, not safe for children. It's not safe for children, no. Not not in large quantities. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so that's, um, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's been me for a couple of days. Yeah. Um, so I'm just cuddling my mood corgi. Oh. Which is a little bit angry. Yeah. What are your uh, plans for uh, this weekend? Um, well, we are going to see your family. We are? Uh, so I'm going to give Millie the dog lots of cuddles. Yes. Um, and then, and then I'm going to relax and maybe finish Resident Evil. Mm, that'll be good. While you're streaming. Resident Evil, oh yes, because I'm going to be... you're streaming on Sunday. I'm doing a very long Zelda stream on Sunday. We're going to, so at the moment, well, I'll talk about it in what we've been playing, but yeah, I'm currently doing an all-shrine playthrough of Zelda uh and you know we're we're it's coming on um not fast enough really but it's going on do you uh, want some tips no okay um <laughs> do not want any tips at all uh not even any guidance or anything like that i'm like i'm just enjoying exploring that's the best thing about zelda why would anybody watch zelda and like backseat it's like the ultimate game to kind of watch people do and find weird ways of doing stuff. Like Moni was watching earlier and I did as well, a few people were watching earlier, but she, Moni was saying that she watched me do a shrine, but she didn't know how she did it, but it definitely wasn't the way that I did it. Um, I mean, that's the good thing about that game. My, my, my tip. No, no, I'm not going to give you the tip, but my tip was more just to point you in the direction of where to find some of the shrines rather than you just aimlessly wandering. That's all. Are they further inland? Well, no. I gave you a tip earlier, which was to look at the, uh, to get the towers, because then you can look at the map, and then I would say study the map because that will give you clues as to where they are, rather than just running. Does it tell you on the map where the shrines are? 
No, no, no. But like, there'll be you'll be able to see on the map um, like shapes or configurations that look a little bit suspicious, and you're like, oh, okay, go go look for that, and then maybe that will give you a hint. It so did. rather than just sort of running and waiting for the blinking sound, um, check the map first, yeah. and then make a a decision of where to go. But that would be my tip. Oh, thank you for your tip. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Um, but I'm currently doing like one loop of the map, and then once I've gone, once I've had that loop, um, then I will start studying a bit more. But we're currently at. I mean, I, I said I wasn't going. We may as well just do what we've been playing first because we're not doing a. Um, we're not doing I'm the not headlines doing news because I haven't been. Aware. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're not doing the headlines. We're going to do uh, like a WASD roundup. Yeah, but but you're well, just quickly. So you're doing on Sunday. Zelda. Zelda, yeah. And then on Monday, I'm going to do an extended stream because I missed it this week. Um, and I'm going to do Monday afternoon, maybe finish Bloodborne. I don't think I've got quite enough time to finish it, but we are going to whip through a lot of Bloodborne and get that done. Very nice. And I have a very special new video to share as well. You do. It's fantastic. So please come watch on Monday for the new video. Mmm. Um, but yeah, so I'm currently doing a full playthrough of Zelda Breath of the Wild, trying to do all of the shrines, um, and that seems to be like my only stream at the moment. Uh, it's just playing Zelda because I'm absolutely loving it. And like every, I've really looked forward to like every stream of this. I'm like, oh great, I can go and do a few more shrines because it's just it's just really freeing to like kind of wander around and look for things. And like today's stream, I found most of the time I started off kind of near the volcano and then spent like the second. And third, thirds of the stream kind of wandering around like snowy mountain areas. It's just, you can do, you, you never know what you're going to be doing in that game because you just wander off aimlessly like me. I feel like our playthroughs of Zelda have been quite different because I did a second playthrough before Christmas mm. where I just basically speed ran it and just did the Divine Beasts, got to Ganon, killed it, missed a good three areas of the map at least miss most of the shrines. Whereas you're sort of just doing shrines and ignoring the divine beasts. Yeah. I've done one divine beast. I did, um, the bird one. Yeah. Um, because that gives you the, I mean, the launch, uh, which is so, so useful. Yeah. Um, it's probably the best. Yeah. Oh, one. definitely. So well, I did the, the elephant one. is pretty handy. What was the elephant one? Is that the shield it revives you? Oh yeah, which maybe. might be quite useful for you. How dare you! Um, but I've been doing, yeah. So I've been going around and completing shrines. I've got thirty-eight shrines under my belt. Um, major test of strength. I am waiting until a bit later on because I have uh, not enough hearts. Uh, my weapons are all right, but I just need to practice kind of the the dodge and the flurry, things like that. Oh wait, no. Uh, Ed is definitely not wrong. Uh, I have died many a times. Uh, but it's fun. I'm just trying to give you some help. I will definitely do that. But at the moment, I'm just going around and unlocking the towers right now. I've only got like about two more to go, I think. Hmm, um, so once I've got all the towers, it'll be easier to kind of just whiz around. Um, and that's another thing as well, like going around the map and just like unlocking shrines as I go to them. It'll give me an easy kind of fast travel point if I want to go in that particular area so, and maybe also, it's a, also very a bit far away from the uh, if it's a bit away far away from the tower. But you know, I've been really enjoying it. It's because when I finished Zelda Breath of the Wild when it first came out, I 
I completed it in 60 hours, but I only did like 44 shrines or something like that. Shocking. I know. Um, and loved it. Absolutely loved the game and finished it. And I did all of the photograph areas and obviously all the four divine beasts and killed Ganon. I got the shield, Hyrule shield and the Hyrule sword. Um, so I did all of that and got my, uh, and then killed Ganon. See, I think I took maybe three times that amount, but I did do all the shrines and I didn't use a guide. So by the end I was just aimlessly running around being like, where the fuck is the last shrine? Really? You, um, wow. That is, yeah, that is a choice. Yeah. Yeah. It was a choice, but it was good. It dragged it out. I'm trying to work. I think I'm going to give, I'm going to allow myself to use a guide when I get to 75 I think 70, because there's 100, there are 136, but like a bunch of those, I think 16 of those are DLC. So once I got to 70... The DLC ones are... Um, hidden. Obvious. Oh, they're obvious. Mm. They're obviously DLC. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you don't really have to go hunting for them. Okay, I will look for them when I get there. But no, I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying it and playing it, because like I said, a lot of these shrines I either did when the game first came out or like well the vast majority of them i haven't done so like there was new there was a new one i was going and finding i found a dragon that had like random bits of goo all over it and I had to shoot the goo i believe I... you didn't do that the first time no i never did i don't know why i think i went i think that did you even explore the map not all of the map no and it's interesting because i thought i did and then at the end they had an update i think i don't know if it was a part of the dlc but they had an update that kind of showed you where you'd walked and there was so much of the yeah. map I hadn't oh, walked. Oh, the hero's path is yeah. super, super helpful for, for shrine hunting. Can you Because you can see where you haven't been. Can you do that anytime? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think so. I'll have to check that out. It'll be interesting to see where I've not gone. I think it's just a toggle gone. on the map oh. um, just to see yeah, where you haven't been. Because I only used it once I'd beaten the boss. So I didn't, uh, once I'd beaten Ganon. So I didn't know if it was like a thing you unlocked after you'd finished the game. Also, yeah, Korok hunting. Although I did witness you just completely miss one very obvious one. Oh, the, when you just finished stream. Oh. You picked up a rock and then you're like, oh, where do I put it? And I'm like, in the massive gap. And you just walk past it and ignore it. Oh, I didn't see it. No, it looked like a Venn diagram. So I was like, does it go in the middle of the Venn diagram? No, no. there was a massive gap in the line. I didn't see it. I wasn't in the... I don't care. I've got 10 Korok seeds. I don't even know where to go and give it. What? Uh, I don't even know where Hester is. What? Oh, well, then you, oh, you haven't been to the forest then. No, I haven't been to the forest. There we go. That's where you get the Master Sword, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'll get there eventually. I did go and I went for the first time in this really dark area and killed a beast and put a orb somewhere. That was a, I didn't, hadn't done that one either. Yeah, but it's uh, there's a lot you've missed. Mm. Yeah, there's, I mean, well, it's exciting. Not missed. I'm, I haven't I'm, got there yet. I'm sort of jealous that there's so much of the game that you haven't mm. seen or played. Yeah, yeah, that was bitter. That's lems it for you. Weird. Did you put something extra in? That spat in it. <laughs> Probably. Baffed in it. Um, but you know, I'm, yeah, that's another reason why I wanted to play through it again. Because when the new one comes out, I probably won't have that much of an urge to go play Breath of the Wild, unless it's terrible. Um, so I wanted to kind of get a full playthrough. If I've completed all the shrines, I'll feel like I've finished the game properly. As long as you're not Zelda'd out. I don't think I will be. Really, really I don't like know if it. that's possible. No. Hey, Hexwon, thank you so much for the raid. Welcome, welcome. Um, yeah, no, I, I've, I'm just loving Zelda and it's such a stunning game. Um, again, even it's, now. <laughs> even now, even it's weird that yes, it has like a, I'd say it has a kind of similar style to like Pokemon Scarlet Violet, but it just, 
performs so much better. You know, it's kind of like a faded watercolor image. You know, it's basic and faded and kind of plain, but it still looks stunning at the same time. You can pull that face all you want. No. It's not going for like realistic there graphics. There's nothing basic or plain about Breath of the Wild. How very dare. I didn't say it was plain or, but, you know, at you all. You just said it was basic and plain. No, the art style. It's like a pastel kind of faded, simple art. It's not going for realism. Okay, no, but Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are basic and plain because the engine can't handle it. Yeah. Whereas Zelda is artistic and Ghibli-esque. That's right. And that's what I think they tried to do with Pokemon, but it just looked bad. I think they just couldn't hack it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. but welcome everybody who came with the uh, Hexon Rave. Hope everyone is doing well. Thank you so much for the follows. We're this is swapping joysticks where we chat about all we've been playing, plus the latest gaming news and uh, whatnot. Although today we're doing a special for Waz, which we'll talk about in just a moment. Um, Ed, what have you been playing? Also, apologies, I'm not well. Sick as a parrot. Um, so I have been playing. Um, until I got ill, I was playing Resident Evil 4 Remake. And I started playing that yesterday and then realised that that was way too intense for <laughs> for my current mood. Um, but it is very, very good. Um, I think last week when I talked about it, I moaned about the start being too... Um, difficult. Being too difficult. Because <laughs> mm. I died a lot of the village bit at the start. And... Um, I, I feel like I've got into it now, and I understand it, and, and I've tweaked the controls enough um, that I can actually control Leon, because he controls like a tank, and it's just irritating. Um, but it is very, very good. Um, it's not scary. It's just incredibly atmospheric. It looks beautiful. It's so well made. Um, and I really like how... I, I never finished the original, but I got a fair way through. Um, it's ASMR today. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, I got a fair way through the original. No, don't put it too close. Um, and but I I played it again recently, just before Christmas, on your Switch, and um, I'm glad that I did that, and I've got it fresh in my mind because now I'm making the comparison with the new one, and you can see sort of where they've added stuff, um, but also where they've edited. Sorry, is that too loud? Now? No, no. I'm just. Uh, I said that it was. <laughs> loud yeah um so it's yeah they've 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 added a lot to the village section but i've now got up to the castle section in the middle which suddenly looks like freaking dark souls or something it's incredible it's like this proper haunted gothic castle um and i i just love the way that they've updated it it looks incredible um but they've edited a lot of that it feels quite it feels shorter um, they've cut a lot of stuff out, but it feels actually better paced, I think, um, the remake. Ashley is still annoying as hell. Um, but that's fine. She's also a massive flirt with Leon. Like, there was one moment where she's talking about a suit of armour, and she's like, oh, maybe you should try it on. You'd look really dashing. And I'm like, listen, Ashley. He's yours. I mean, A, yeah. But also, B, this is not the time and place. Like, I'm trying to save you from zombie hordes. You should not be flirting with me right now. But you don't. You can never choose when you're in the mood. You can choose not to be in the mood when there's a zombie apocalypse. Um, but um, 
but yeah, so she's she's definitely still annoying. She is less annoying than the original, but she is definitely still annoying. Um, but the set pieces are brilliant, and it's um, I feel like I. I guess one of my criticisms maybe is that it is very linear, but that's the same as the original. It feels very much like a thrill ride um, of sort of going through each level. And that's partly because it's sort of mission based. And what I miss a little bit, or at least my favorite parts of Resident Evil games are always where you can explore and solve puzzles in one area and sort of explore it in full. So like the mansion in the first game is great or the police station in the second game where you've got to look at the map and solve puzzles and work your way around. Um, or, or like uh, Dimitrescu Castle uh, in Village uh, is like that. And there isn't really an area like that in this game. There are a few moments where it's a bit slower and it's a bit more puzzle-based. And, um, and that's the bit that I really enjoy um, is when it is a bit slower-paced. I'm less keen on the action and the action, this is very much an action-heavy um, Resident Evil game but um, it's still really well done I feel like I've now got to grips with shooting the kneecap, kicking the face um, which is nice um, but I, I, I do feel like it's very well balanced, I'm always just on the edge of not quite having enough ammo or not quite having enough health so it keeps you on your toes but it's always doable um, there, there have been a couple of moments that you got up to the siege right? Uh, yeah, the house siege. The house siege. And that bit did take me a couple of goes. Um, because I think when there's a boss, like the bosses aren't that hard, but it's just when it throws loads and loads of enemies at you, they have a tendency to surround you and come at you from behind. And I don't want to be come at from behind. Um, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, some moments like that are a bit more difficult. And I think that's why I found the village hard at the start. But um, I'm, I'm having an absolutely great time playing it. It is one of the best games I've played in a long time. Yeah. Um, really, really enjoying it. And it's up there with the best of Resident Evil, for sure. So I've been playing a lot of that. Good. And what else have you been playing? Um, I've also been playing some Octopath Traveler. Basically, this is all the same as last week. Um, I've just been playing more. Um, but um, yeah, I'm getting really into Octopath. I played quite a lot of that today because that's been very relaxing for me to just sit on the sofa and play half asleep whilst reading and doing some turn-based battles but um the battles are brilliant it's just classic turn-based uh rpg stuff um but the boost system is really fun um sort of managing that and i've got enough new people on my team now um uh or in my party i should say to give lots of different options which is cool and i've started swapping jobs between them and Stuff like that. Um, swapping job sticks? Swapping job sticks, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's great. Like, if, if anyone hasn't played it or isn't aware, it's called Octopath Traveler because there are eight travelers on a path. I thought they were, it was because they were Octopath monsters. No. But there are. Well, there is a monster called an Octopuff. Oh, I thought you said Octopath earlier. No, Octopuff. Octopuff Traveler. Um, which gives you lots of uh, XP. It's a good, good, good monster. Um... But you can choose sort of which story you want to start with, and then you work your way around the map collecting the other seven characters, or eight in total, and when you meet them, you go back and do their um, first chapter, basically. So they, I don't know how many chapters there are per character, but there's a number of chapters. Um, so yeah, it's like you started it, and you started it a completely different character to me in a different side of the map um, to where I've been. So our experience with the game actually has been quite different so far, which is cool. Um, 
I do feel like there's quite a lot of grinding maybe between areas because it gives you a level of each area as to the suggested area you should be, uh, suggested level you should be. And um, quite often I'm below that. And so there's a bit of grinding in between. But then I've realised that actually you should really just go to the first chapter of each and collect all the people and then go back around the world again, mm. um, which is what I'm doing. And the stories are really good, um, a little bit stereotypical, I guess, um, but just nicely done. I just, I love the visuals and the music. The visuals are incredible. Um, it's the HD 2D style, um, but just really beautifully done. The lighting is so good. There's, at least the areas that I've been to where I started on the sort of east side of the map are very autumnal. So there's just lots of like autumnal colours and sunsets. And and then there's uh, like a sort of shimmering foresty area over in the west, which is really lovely and like really folksy violin music. And it's just... It's a really, really beautiful game. Um, and just like classic, classic RPG stuff. Um, I know there, with something like Final Fantasy 16, I, th- I know there are a lot of people saying, oh, well, I don't know if this game is for me anymore. I don't know if the Final Fantasy series is for me anymore because it's more action-based and people are sort of missing the sort of old turn-based days. But actually, um, like Octopath is, that is, if you want a good classic turn-based game go play octopath instead um because it's it's really really well done but i've got a long way to go i'm like 12 hours in and it's about 70 so um be prepared to hear a lot about this over the next few weeks while i continue yeah. playing it and i'll be fighting you for it as well because uh that's kind of like the game that i've recently started as well so um mm. yeah we'll be fighting for it. we are sharing the cartridge swapping yeah. cartridges yeah um have you done anything since you've done the cowboy guy um I have just started the uh, the samurai guy. Mm, okay, yeah, that's an um, interesting one. Which is cool. Yeah. No, I really, I, I love that game. I need to play more of it. I thoroughly recommend it. Yeah. Um, I've also finished Stormblood at last in Final okay. Fantasy fourteen. Thank God. So at some point soon, I'll be starting Shadowbringers, and we'll be getting on with that. Yeah. You're not going to be uh, doing it on stream or anything. I don't think so. You got too um, many. I've I've got enough. Well. I'm I'm gonna finish Bloodborne, um, and then I'm gonna play Zelda Minish Cap because I've never played it before, and it's on Switch on the Game Boy, and I want to give it a go. So, um, so that is an excellent stream, yeah, rather than Final Fantasy. Hmm. All right, then let's go and see what other people have been playing. Do you want me to read this out? Yes, please. Okay. So Yuffie says, I've been playing Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. It's a rhythm action game that takes... By the way, if anybody wants to uh, submit theirs, go and check out... I'll just add it to the Discord. In the Discord, we've got question of the day and answer of the day. Every time we do a swapping joysticks, uh, which is every Thursday. Obviously not today because we're away tomorrow. Um, but that every Thursday will start in like two weeks' time. Um, but yeah, go into swapping joystick, uh, Go into the sorry answer of the day in the Discord and uh, feel free to write what you've been playing. Yuffie then says, yeah, Melody of Memory, Kingdom Hearts. It's a rhythm action game that takes you through all the songs in the Kingdom Hearts series. You take your gummy ship and you visit the different worlds. I've been playing as the OG team, Sora, Donald and Goofy, but you can play as a few other teams as you unlock them. I knew about the game in 2020, but didn't think I'd want to play. Wow, I was very wrong, because I'm really enjoying it. The game includes cutscenes after some levels to bring the storyline of Kingdom Hearts together. I mean, it needs more than cutscenes, I bet. I feel like the game is geared towards people who have followed or played the series and enjoy the music. It's the one thing I've always loved about Kingdom Hearts, the music. The music is great. Yeah. But where does this fit into the Kingdom Hearts canon? Like, is this between two and three? 
or is one it? and two, oh, or is it one point five six four three pi? Yeah, I don't know. Dream dot dream drop distance. Mm. Uh, Deb says in this week's edition of games no one has heard of, I played a demo of extremely powerful capybaras. Haven't heard of it. Uh, the game is yet to be released. It's a roguelike game where you choose from four, four different capybara. Am I pronouncing it right? I think so. Capybaras uh, each have a different weapon. First chose a spear-wielding capybara, and then in my second round chose the ninja-like capybara. The capybara, she says, capybaras a lot. Mm. Capybaras each have a dash technique, uh, technique uh, which I forgot to use during the uh, during gameplay. And then as you progress, you can choose between four active and passive abilities. Each round lasted 10 minutes. I was able to complete my first one without dying. However, the second one I did not. I love little roguelikes like this with a cute art style, and I'm sure this game will make you forget time as well. There are a lot of... like I think roguelikes are like the the genre at the moment. Hades. Especially like for indies. Because I guess you can randomise content and then just get a lot of gameplay out of not very much content. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there are a lot of roguelikes around. Um, I think it's hard to tell what's going to be a good one or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm really tempted. Actually, we'll talk about it. No, <laughs> will we? Maybe. Uh, Dev says I finished the game of Walk with Yaya. The story took a cute turn where you turn into a grasshopper and you have to jump on rocks and various other items. As Grandma, Sorry, a Walk with Yaya. Yaya. Okay. Ding dong. Yaya, ding dong. Uh, Yaya is also what I believe all um, Spanish people call grandmas, ah. uh, but like with a yeah, I don't think it's like that. Continues to tell you the story of how she and Grandpa met. Overall, the game took me a little over an hour to complete, so I would recommend this one when it's on sale for sure. As I continue by the backlog of games, I finished Toem, a picture-talking game, taking game, and made the 100% achievement on the game. This includes new areas, uh, area Basto, that was added a few months ago in a free update. I was surprised how much there was to do in the new area as well. This game, funnily enough, is about getting to the top of a mountain, but it is much easier than Celeste. <laughs> Money will be happy. Um, I also went back to Final Fantasy XIV to continue the Easter event. However, sadly, when I tried to collect eggs, the game was not counting them. I also got the prompt that I had collected at least five to eight eggs both times I tried. For now, I have abandoned the quest and will try again sometime this weekend. Did you get anything good for that? Yeah. I played it in a little while. I just remembered another game that I played this week. What? Which was the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. Um, So, on Saturday, it was April Fool's Day, so there were lots of gaming jokes going around um but um sega had uh, an april fool of a new game called sonic is dead uh or the murder of sonic um except it's actually real and it is available for free on steam and it's a little visual novel it takes a couple of hours to play uh, and it's a visual novel um that's like a murder mystery set on a train with sonic and the cast of sonic um and it's quite fun. If you're a Sonic fan, you'd yeah, hate it, I'm sure. I would. Um, but as a Sonic fan, um, it's uh, it's actually quite cute. Um, it's uh, a fairly silly story, but um, you have these little platforming bits that you do as well between conversations. Um, and uh, the music is really good. Really good Sonic music. So yeah, I played that as well. It's hmm. quite cute. Um, I won't ask you what it's about, though, because I guess that's part of the fun. Exactly. I went back to an old... Uh, Riley says, I went back to an old favourite game of mine. Oh, sorry. Uh, Riley says, I went back to an old favourite game of mine in Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Such a good game, no matter what anyone else says. Uh, it's an excellent starter RPG. And it was one of my first video games. Still love it to this day. Oh, Miss Wibble. Never, I've never played Mystic Quest. No. I think they're more action RPGs, I think. Mm. 
Uh, Mitchell says, continued my line of doodle games. I played Garden Galaxy for a bit. It's time about, uh, it's a game about a big burning pot that gives you all kinds of items to build your own special garden with. It's really cosy. There's absolutely no score or other way to beat the game other than building environments to your own satisfaction. There are ways to affect the drop uh, rate of items and blocks through in-game, uh, using in-game items. I guess the mechanics are a bit gacha, but without the monetary aspect, which is good. When looking at some people's Steam stats, I was wondering how they could have played this for 160 hours, but now I know. 8 out of 10. Excellent way to just lose track of time. Uh, yeah. Jackie says, I'm still on my Minecraft kick. I've been playing a mod pack that a friend put together, and it's a lot of fun. It had a lot of different features like new biomes, materials, crops, animals, and mobs. I've never really done much with modded Minecraft before, so it's been fun to see what's out there. Um, Cafe Angelista says, I've tried my first Pokemon Nuzlocke. Ooh. It's fun and challenging to not have more options, uh, to not have more options than go with the flow of the Pokemon I got. Uh, to use and be more strategic to keep them alive. And having all six die, aka having to start over because Gardenia's Roserade dragged, slayed, and wig snatched my entire team just gave me uh, Schadenfreude at myself. Schadenfreude, Schadenfreude. Yeah. Also playing Banjo Kazooie for the first time ever. Uh, having grown up with a majorly, where growing up majorly Mario 64, I was a, with majorly Mario 64, I was a bit surprised with the amount of moves and techniques available for a Nintendo 64 game. I might also might misremember and simplifying uh, Mario 64 too much. Mario 64, Mario, has, like, one of the biggest movesets mm. um, with all the different types of jumps that you get. Um, and then Rare stole it for Banjo-Kazooie. Oh. The script is absolutely brilliant, the humour childish in the best way, and I did not know it was a sandbox game, but it's marvellously fun in its simplicity. And Gruntilda is a petty, rhyme-spitting icon, a delicious kind of villain on an arm-length basis. Yes, is Banjo the OG Nintendo himbo? He is a younger bear, only wearing short shorts, a backpack that looks like a harness from the front, and relies on a lot of capable skinny lesbian that has a foul mouth. Of, relies um, a lot on. That's fair. Yeah. No. Um, I love Banjo Kazooie. You never played it, have you? No. So I got that. Um, so I got an N64 for my 11th birthday, and it was when I got it with Mario 64, and then my birthday money I spent on Banjo Kazooie. They were my first two games on it. Banjo-Kazooie is fucking brilliant. Um, I've been actually quite tempted to go back and play it because it's on Switch on the N64. Mm. I've been quite tempted to play it. Um, I just haven't had the time. But it's it's such, such a good game. Schadenfreude. That's it. Yeah, there, there was a, a U in there that threw me. Uh, Sidious says, I have been playing The Richer 3 because I watched Ben's playthrough on YouTube. Thank you so much for that, Sidious. And thanks for leaving a comment on there. It was really nice to see uh, see that you know people still watch the old videos. Um, this does, however, bring up an important point. According to YouTube, Ben never finished that playthrough, so I am less unsatisfied. Brought almost a completion and then just left there, so I felt I had no choice that, but to play. That the... sounds familiar. Not with YouTube playthroughs usually, but nobody. I was playing it, and I don't think anybody cared about it, so I just I stopped. I was like, well, I mean, I may as well just play on my own, but I didn't. So maybe I will finish it at some point. Um, it is fantastic on the PS5, and I'm loving it. But I mean, Sidious has now been inspired to do it. Yes. But I am I am quite close to the end, I think, so maybe I should just kind of blast it in one... How far did you get? I got to the bit where I'm going in the islands and it's like, turn around if you don't want to continue. That could be anywhere. Uh, I think I'm about 10 hours from the end. I could probably finish it in one long stream. Yeah, so that is, uh, that's what everyone has been playing. Um, but yeah, we're, it's going to be a short podcast, but we are here because we're going to talk about WASD. Mm. WASD, which stands for? 
What a sexy dumpling. Um, yeah, the, we're... What a sexy dog. What a sexy dog. No, that's weird. Um, but yeah, it's a gaming convention. It's primarily focused on indie games, and it's uh, in its second year here in London. And it was, yeah, London. London. It was a bit bigger. Um, the area, that, or the place that it was being held was similar size, I think, but a bit more compact. It was, yeah, It was, uh, last year's venue was kind of, I don't know, they just hadn't quite filled it. And uh, it was new and not enough people knew about it. And uh, yeah, whereas this year, pe more people knew about it, but it was a more compact venue. Mm. Um, so it felt busier, apart from the smell of duck. There was a, yeah, they had like barbecued food tents inside a place, which was weird. Yeah, like there was no ventilation. And then there was somewhere selling duck burgers and cooking duck. And it was just smoking everywhere, mm. which was not pleasant. No, um, nobody like that. I hope that they do not do that next year. Yeah, it was not fun to be there. But it was, yeah, because it's an old market, wasn't it? Or an old brewery. Mm. So it's quite big and open, but it's, yeah, needed more ventilation. But yeah, no, I felt like as well this year, it was definitely more kind of like, hey, if you're an influencer, come in. Um, there were a lot more kind of streamers there last year. I don't think there were any. Influencers are the new press. And they are apparently. Yeah, yeah. I had a badge that said press plus influencer. And creator. Was it creator, actually? Press, yeah. press creator. And you had the same one, even though you were press. I'm definitely not a creator. You are. You create things. Um, you create articles. I create articles that people troll. Yeah. There you go. Oh yeah, Ed got trolled again. Did we did was this since? Whatever. Anyway, Wast. Yeah. What were you getting trolled for this time? Articles. Talk about Wast. Okay, Wast Wast was um yeah, no, Wast was was fine. It was obviously Facebook. It was fine. It was. Wow. It, nothing it blew was, me away. It was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We went on the Friday and then again on Saturday because you were on a panel. Um but uh, we went on Friday to play some games and saw lots of other creators mm -hmm. uh, and press people, uh, which was very nice, and played a few games. Um, there was one that we both really liked called Viewfinder. Yes. Um, which was a sort of first-person puzzle game. Um, it's not out yet. It's coming out at some point this year, um, I was told. Um, but you go around these little environments and you collect photograph and then you can hold up the photograph and sort of place it in the world and then go into it and it becomes part of the world so cool and so you have to use that to like navigate and and solve puzzles and then eventually you also get camera so you can then take pictures of the world um to use to then stamp elsewhere and go into them um again to like solve puzzles so there was a bit where um you needed um you needed to collect batteries to put on a on a on a plate um, to open a teleporter, uh, and there was only one battery available. You needed two, I think, um, and it was on a pillar, so you couldn't get to it. But around it was sort of a almost like steps uh, going around it, so you could take a picture of the steps or, or the background, and then move it so it was next, sort of stamp it next to the pillar, to then use that to jump up and get it. Or another way would be to take a picture of the pillar. And with the battery and then angle it down onto the floor so that then you could go down into it and just pick up the battery because you could get to it. So there's like different ways of solving puzzles by where you sort of stamp the pictures and that you either collect or you take yourself. 
Um, and it was really clever. It was only, you know, like 15 minutes or so that we played. Mm. Um, but it's a really clever little game. So I think that's going to be quite popular. I, I feel I like, yeah. it comes out later. I think a lot of people were talking about that game. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be, yeah, really popular for like a week or so. Um, because I've, I hope... I hope it's a short game. I can't see that being a really long game. No, it will um, be a it will be a sort of short puzzle game. It's not you know, fifty hours, but it's it looks it's very very good fun. Um, and then also it has different art styles, which is really cool. Mm. So um, you'd collect the pictures to go into sort of a new world, but then it would have one watercolor, and then it had one that was like nineties like Doom first person shootery style, and then another one that was black and white and. So there's like different art styles that you can like go into. Um, so I think there's a lot of possibilities of how they can create puzzles with that, um, which would be cool. Yeah. Moni says, sounds very Gorogoa-y. Um, it's like that, but like Gorogoa, Gorogoa had very kind of only one answer to complete the puzzle, whereas this gives you a lot of freedom um, on how you how you approach something and how you do it, and it's in first person. So yeah, it's uh, yeah definitely that kind of photo puzzle style. Mm. Um, but other than that, that was like the only game I really loved that I played. Like last year we went there and we played Cult of the Lamb and we were like, that's fantastic. What was yeah. the golf game that we played? Uh, Curse to Golf. Curse to Golf. We then played we played Kiwi. Kiwi was the other one. Um, so I feel like the yeah games last year were a little bit better than this year because we also played System Shock and Dead Island. We did, well, just to say that like Cult of the Lamb was back um, again. So we didn't play. I think there's new DLC and I'm not sure what the DLC adds. Mm. Um, but we kind of skipped back to that when we've already played it. Um, and like Vampire Survivors was there, but like that's already out. Um, so there were a few games there that were already out. Um, they had Street Fighter Six as well. Yeah. Um, but not. They only had like I think it was six sort of consoles with it on. Three with a controller, and then three with like a proper arcade stick mm. setup, which is absolutely not for me. Um, so yeah, so we didn't play that. There was a big queue for that as well. Um, uh, yeah, so we we played System Shock and Dead Island Two, which was put aside on like an eighteen plus area. Um, I played System Shock first. Um, I knew that you wouldn't enjoy it. Um, System Shock is a game from the nineties. I think it's like ninety four, maybe ninety five. It it's like, like it. it's pretty old. Um, and it basically was the template to, for games like Bioshock. Um, so it's, um, for instance, in Bioshock, when you hack things, you have to like solve like a pipe puzzle, and it's basically stolen from System Shock. Um, and they, uh, it's a different developer that is now remaking it. Um, I think it's a Kickstarter one, isn't it? I think so, yeah, because it is a classic and is sort of a bit of a cult classic in in, in its popularity. Um, and this remake plays like an old game. Um, they haven't really changed too much about it. Graphically, it's obviously an improvement, but it still has a sort of lo-fi, slightly kind of fuzzy scuzziness about it. Um, so it's not like nice, you know, sharp graphics. Um, and I actually quite like that. It sort of retains a bit of its retro feel. I love the opening bit. It was very, very, very Blade Runner. Yeah, kind of with the music blasting. The music was really loud. Um, they had with those headphones yeah. but like yeah it was very cool and i was like oh i really like this and then they dropped your into the gameplay and i'm like oh actually this looks quite ugly it, it didn't look like a new new game no but i i think they're sort of honoring the past with that so i'm i'm not mad at that um i think it could still use a few 
modern adjustments. Um, I started playing with a controller, but the menu system is clearly for mouse and PC, uh, mouse and keyboard, um, where you have to drag and drop into your like inventory. So I ended up playing it with with uh, with mouse and keyboard anyway. Um, so it sort of requires that it doesn't have a map. There's lots of puzzles to solve um, in terms of collecting keys and working your way around and um, combat isn't particularly great. Um, I did enjoy the difficulty setting at the start because you can choose like your difficulty when it comes to combat. You can choose the difficulty for puzzles. Mm-hmm. You can choose the difficulty for na- navigation, I believe. Like there's so many different. Yeah. Uh, so that's really ones. cool. Yeah. But yeah, it kind of, it still plays like a game from the nineties. Um, and I think even just having like a map, oh, oh, unless I completely missed it or a li- and maybe you get it later, but um, yeah, there wasn't a map and that was a bit frustrating, but I appreciated the sort of slightly horror-y, cyberpunky kind of vibe to it. Um, the the story of it, we didn't see too much of it because we only played for like 20 minutes or so, but there is like a sort of evil AI called Shodan, I think, um, and she is like a, a an AI that's gone wrong um, and is sort of goading you and talking to you and is precursor to things like Bioshock or uh, Portal. Um, Portal is very much inspired by it. So it's one of those games that is a bit of a classic and has inspired a lot of games since, but those other games are probably a lot better. Um, so this is a remake which, you know, makes some improvements, but I'd say not quite enough improvements for my taste. Um, but isn't it was an interesting game to play. Yeah, I'm glad I played a little bit of it, and I know exactly what it's going for. I think it's going for those nostalgic people. Mr. Wibble, you would love it. Um, and then, well, Mr. Wibble said it's one of the first games that he finished. So wow. I think for people who have played the original, um, they will probably get a kick out of this because it will it will be a chance to relive that on a modern system um, that probably runs better um, with enough modernisms to sort of make it more playable, but retaining the retro kind of vibe. And while you were playing that, I was playing Dead Island 2, which is more Dead Island. First person, zombie, slicing, blowing up, attacking. Um, unfortunately, they only had it in standard mode uh, for the difficulty, so I died a couple of times playing it. But it's fine. You're like, you've got loads of different weapons that it wants you to use. Um, I didn't do any like crafting or anything, um, but it was very obvious, like kind of just, yeah, zombie killing in a modern kind of day or apocalypse, you, I was at a fun fair. So I had to kind of, I went and I had to, go, I had to step through the Ferris wheel and would you believe it as you're getting on this Ferris wheel to step out to the other side, it moves. So you get oh. spun around and then a zombie attacks you while you're on there. And obviously, yeah, it was just, it obviously that like you're not going to be playing this for the story. It's just down there to kind of like, how can I destroy these zombies in what weird ways? Um, and it took me ages to realize that I had that they'd given me like a full arsenal of weapons. I also because I played it a bit after you, yeah. and I didn't realize that there was a swap weapon button for quite a while. Yeah, and me then too. Was like, oh, there are loads of different weapons to use. Yeah, and I was there just like katanaing them all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, I was switching through, and I was like, oh, here is like a giant electric kind of sledgehammer, and yeah, there were a bunch of other things. It was fun to beat them, um, and then I got, I faced. It, it was weird because then I faced, I got to the end of the demo and it was like the boss and there was this like clown that I had to kill, but was just doing 
I, I don't understand. It was just a clown, just like a normal zombie, but its health was about 50 times the amount of a normal zombie. Um, and it was killing me and it, I couldn't switch the difficulty down. And I was like, you know, I don't care. I did not get that far. No, no, you, you, um, I was playing it for like a good 20, 30 minutes, I think. Yeah. Well, I did system shock. I mean, I, I've never played a Dead Island game, so I didn't really know what to expect. I actually thought it was third person, not first person. Yeah, I did. Um, but yeah, once I realized there were different weapons, I was like, okay, I can see the thrill of testing out different weapons and seeing what the moves are and how gory you can kill zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the weapons are, are melee weapons, and I'm just not a big fan of melee combat in first person. Cause it and the guns are like crap. You're sort of wafting it around a bit, and... and I don't know. There's a lot of when you hit them. There's a lot of weight behind it with some of the bigger weapons. But I'm I would just much prefer to play melee in third person and then shoot in first person maybe. Um, so it was fine, but yeah, a bit mindless and gory and you know fine. Yeah, it looked pretty, and there will be people who love it. Um, I don't know if it's multiplayer or anything. I'm not sure, but it's Dead Island. It's what they. I'm sure it's like a solid, you know, seven out of ten. Mm. Um, I also played a little bit of a game called Gunbrella that was quite fun, um, which was a 2D platformer pixel kind of thing um, with a guy with a gun that's also an umbrella. So it's you you basically dash with the umbrella, um, but you can then sort of hover and float as well. Um, so you're shooting things whilst whilst hovering around, which is just, I mean, it, it, it's a mechanic based around a silly name. Gumbrella, um, so it kind of is what you'd think from that. But it was it was quite well done. I can imagine that being being quite fun. Um, that was another Devolver game. That was next to um, mm. next to Cult of the Lamb. We also had a picture taken with a big yellow dick. Yeah, we did, which was good. <laughs> That's fine. Um, and then there was another game I didn't get to play, but I've heard very good things about, which is Death. Nice death. Have a nice death. There we go. Which is the um, one of the developers from. Um, Dead Cells that is now making another roguelike. So when I said that about roguelikes, there's another one. Um, but this one is set in in um, in hell. Um, but it's like it's all corporate. It's like offices, um, and you've got to work your way through them. And... Sounds like hell. Yeah, um, I've heard very good things about it. Um, it looks like it plays very similarly to Dead Cells, which is brilliant. Um, it also has like a Death's Door vibe to it. Yeah, it's like Death's Door meets Dead Cells, basically. Dead, um, dead, dead. And there was, yeah, there was a booth there that was always busy with people playing that. So I didn't get a chance to play it, but I have heard very good things and about it. And it's that. out. And it is out now, yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't play anything else other than, like, we did the Jackbox panel on the tell us about Tell us about you on the Jackbox panel, Ben. Well, I was joined by some fantastic content creators, uh, such as Cassie, Donatart, when she turned up, um, Magnetic, and a few others that I hadn't met before who were lovely. And yeah, we just played Jackbox, the, the, the eight of us, for two hours. Um, and it was weird because it was, I think it was meant to be a bit PG, but they didn't say that. It, they did say that. Did they say that? Yes. When did they say that? You were all told at the start, keep it PG because there will be children in the audience. Oh, I didn't hear that. Did the oh, woman, that's convenient. Did the woman with it? the microphone say that? Very convenient that you didn't hear that. Oh, I didn't hear that. Did the lady with the microphone say that? Because we couldn't hear said. anything. Yeah, that we could not hear that. So there was a person. So it was broadcast on Twitch, and I think it picked up all our mics. But the mic 
wasn't being fed into the uh, into the room. So there was like a presenter, but none of us could actually hear what she was saying. Um, so it probably just sounded like we were talking over her a lot. But yeah, no, we were, I was being relatively PG and stuff like that. And then I thought, okay, we played Quiplash to finish with. And I thought, okay, I'll be, we could be a bit fun with the final question. And the prompt was, love isn't all sweet. Rainbows and unicorns. Rainbows and unicorns. Sometimes it's... Blank. And, and I wrote uh, lube and poppers. Which uh, I thought that was a good way to end the. Uh, I'm glad that was the end. Yeah, that was that was just the perfect end to it. Mm. And there was a there was a gasp from the other players <laughs> and from the audience like, of like, oh, someone actually just went there and said that. There's nothing. Like, you can buy Lubin boots. You can buy poppers in places. Party poppers. Not that kind of poppers. That's not what you meant, Ben. I did. Party poppers. I mean, no, that brings in, you know, happiness. Um, yeah, all the other. Yeah, but I won. I won Quiplash. Well, I did that. And then Donor turned around and just eyeballed me and was like, Ben, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? I was like, I didn't want to give away that it was me. So I was like, well, what do you mean? Um, you were very bad. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. I had a good giggle in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I was saying, like, what are you looking at me for? I mean, she literally turned around and just stared at me. It was like, Pang. I mean, we all knew that you were the only person on the panel that was going to say something like that. Excuse me. Cassie was on there. Cassie was very well behaved. Yeah, that's true. And do know. Well, you know, you can't play Quiplash and not have a few kind of. You can't, you can't play Quiplash PG. Well, that is also true. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so that was our WASD experience. Oh, and we had the world's best um, bagel, didn't we? We did have a very good bagel. There, um, where it was in London, um, in East London, is on Brick Lane. And Brick Lane is known for its curry houses, but also its bagel shops. And there are a couple of competing bagel shops, and you're like, okay, well, which one's got the biggest queue? Um, but there's one that does a salt beef bagel, and it was, it was pretty good. It was amazing. Oh my god, it was so good. A bagel with like and like the there was more salt beef than there was bagel. That's how meaty and there was like mustard and the world's biggest pickle really in good there. Pickle. Oh, it was phenomenal. If you're ever in on Brick Lane, go to the bagel place or whatever it's called. The bagel place. There there's a place that has two bagel shops next to each other and it's the one with the really long queue outside. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that's right. Yeah, someone with the Jackbox said, uh, "Is that how you play Jackbox at home?" And I would have replied if I'd heard them saying, "No, I play it even worse. Like <sighs> it is horrendous how I play Jackbox at home." Yeah, I'm not the re- exact drag queens are not the real threat. It's me. Uh, there you go. Shocking. So but yeah, so we didn't have Smoky Duck. We had a bagel, yeah. which is much better. And but we had a, cheaper. a very good time at Wast. Yeah, um, it was nice to see some other content creators. Uh, other journalists, other industry people. I met your boss. You did meet my boss. Um, and your old boss's was, boss. Which was very nice. Um, and yeah, and play some play some games. I think it, it's difficult with games conventions as to like what games come across well. Because certain something like Viewfinder, it's like you put your headphones on, you play it for 20 minutes, and it's an interesting concept that you just get. Um, and other games, something like um, System Shock, is much more in-depth and sort of story-based that it takes a while to get into. Um, and just picking up a controller and playing it, it's just 
at a convention is not the right way to play that game. So it's always interesting to see what, which games sort of do well at a, at a convention um, as to you know how how a game can sell itself quickly. Mm. Um, but there was some there was some good stuff there. Yeah, it was nice. Excellent. All right. Well, that is uh, that is the end of the podcast for today. We're having a little short one because uh, Ed's not feeling too well. I need to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, you need to go straight to bed now. We went to bed at like ten o'clock last night. It was. It was it was I, felt, great. I felt great this morning when I got up, actually. I, I have got a tiny you bit of... You knew that sleep was good for you. Who knew? Te- like, when yeah. you're meant to be getting up at seven, you know, having a good eight-hour sleep works wonders when you're a bit sick. Mm. So, well, that will be what we do, although I'd be uploading this podcast. Okay, well, thanks everyone for listening. Hopefully the audio's okay. I mean, if it isn't, uh, next week it will be better because I'll be fiddling around with the knobs. I literally just installed uh, the Go XLR kind of straight like just before my stream today. So there are lots of little knobs to tweak and work out how I can get the best sound. And we'll be fiddling with this knob for the next week. Exactly. All week. All right. Well, Ed, where can we find you? You can find me at Ed. Excuse me. I think I need a new chair. This is my bit. You can find me at Ed underscore nights on Twitch and on Twitter. Uh, And I'll be back streaming on Monday to hopefully finish Bloodborne. Mm. and I am uh, Biggest Benners you can find me on twitch.tv slash Biggest Benners and uh, Twitter at Biggest Benners 1 and you can find me I'll just go to biggestbenners.com you can get all the other deets um, I will be streaming on Sunday we'll have a full day of Zelda um, and I'll also go to swapenjoysticks.com and if you go and download all our old podcasts you will have many many hours of fun guaranteed maybe yeah um, and there are lots of uh, quick looks as well on YouTube. How so far? go look at some of those. We'll be back with some quick looks soon, hopefully. We will, yeah. We just we we have to do it when we're um, when we've actually got time to do it. Um, I was just quickly looking at how many podcasts we've done together. Can you guess? Let's do a little guess. Sixty nine. Mm, no. Oh. This Is will it be less. No, it's more. Oh. Fewer. This will be uh, eighty two. Wow. What should we do for a hundred? Mm. we'll invite people on let us know in the comments <laughs> yeah. come tell us what we should do on the in the comments alright uh, thanks very much for watching um, stick around we'll go and raid someone in a minute but for the podcast part of this we'll see you later thanks for watching bye oh, we'll go to the, yeah, the podcast studio oh that was another thing before we could finish oh. that was the thing we saw in Shoreditch there was a podcast studio I mean, there are those everywhere, Ben. I want to find... I want to go to a podcast studio. Do we need to bring our own stuff or do they record it for you? What would be the point of going to a podcast studio if they didn't have equipment? I don't know. No idea. Anyway, bye!